I'm Darius and I'm Sam and welcome to the Oxford Street podcast. This podcast is by young people for young people just to talk about the things that we care about. We're here to give you a voice whether that's the voice your creativity, your professionalism or just something that you're doing that you feel needs to be spoken about. And if you want to get in touch and actually get on this podcast you really can. We don't like I mean, we promise. And we genuinely, we promise. But the real question here is, are you listening? I mean, are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> Let's just get on into the podcast. Welcome back to the Black Lives Matter mini-series. There are some themes within this mini-series that may be upsetting to you. If it is triggering to you, themes of racism, bullying, and various other things, please we implore you to listen to another one of our podcasts that will be much more beneficial to you. Thank you, and I, we hope you enjoy the Black Lives Matter mini-series. Let's get into it right now. At this time of coronavirus, the underbelly of foul structural inequality and racism has been exposed. Yes. Whether it's in work, education or housing, the stench of inequality and injustice permeates all. And the inequality stinks. The inequality and the injustice we've heard about so movingly today in our schools, in our housing, in the workplace, yes. even in our beloved NHS for our world. Yes. I work in our local hospital. Black and brown men and women have been at the forefront of this pandemic. Working precarious, low-paid jobs, in healthcare, in social care. <laughs> Alongside their white working class colleagues, and treated as an afterthought by those, by Boris Johnson, how dare he clap every Thursday night? How dare he? Like keep signing petitions, keep standing up for people, keep doing, going to protests, you know, write letters to government officials, um, you know, write to the education system. Like that's a big one, write to the education system because I think recently they revoked a petition um, to involve um, black, Asian and um, Latin history within the history curriculum. And for me, I was there like, but why? That makes no real sense because all of these people exist within the UK. Why is their history not reflected in what we're learning in school? Because the likelihood is, if it was and reflected accurately, we may not be having some of the issues that we're having with people today because a lot of it is learned. Like if when you're in environments that only teach you something, that's what you take in, that's what you ingest. So if you never learn about like Nubian kings or queens or learn about, you know, brilliant emperors or empresses or like people who did like phenomenal things in different parts of the world, n not to say that learning about, you know, King Henry VIII and World War I and World War II, I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. Those are all important and I'm not rejecting that fact at all. But all of these other things that have been happening in this world historically are just as important. And I feel like, they should be on the curriculum yeah. like what's um, your view on that um i agree with you um that's something that i thought of for sure in that um especially when it comes to black history we're taught of slavery in america um and again 
that is what I learned about in school because that was the curriculum. Um, and I think we sort of, we rely on the curriculum to be taught about important things and we rely on, um, out of the ed education system, we rely on the news to cover important topics. And I think the most sort of, one of the most important things you said there is to represent the histories accurately. Um, yeah. And I think that is one of the things that lacks in the education system here is that, you know, black history is not black American history. There's yeah. black history everywhere. Um, and also, I sp I've spoken to you about this, but there's so much to say on black history in the UK, but then there are so many, you know, we're taught in primary school, secondary school, um, people to celebrate in history. Yeah. And I have never seen a person of color in, in my education um, be celebrated. And again, only now that this information is circulating, am I seeing it for the first time? And it's just, it just speaks volumes that I'm 22 and for the first time being taught about the, like, I saw, I saw something on different inventions by people of color. And like, these are things that I use in my everyday life and yep. without like, I would be screwed <laughs> and <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't know and I'm I'm glad I, I do know now and mm. I think that's one thing it's never too late to educate yourself like you can research you can I mean like careful with your sources but you can definitely find the information out there it's just that we can't we can't rely on our education system unfortunately mm to represent people of color accurately and to celebrate them as well because like if you they're basically if you was to look back in history um there is a man whose name i can't quite remember at the moment but he is called the finer the father of modern day gynecology which has been you know represented in like history and being like woo look at him he's amazing i'm not doubting that he is amazing because without him so many women you know they've been helped and i'm, I'm here for it but in order for him to get to where he is with the status of being the father of modern day gynecology, he viciously experimented on black female slaves without any anesthetic whatsoever. So in order to have the things that we have today, lots of things have been, you know, tested on slaves. So I'm not, so, you know, at the time, specifically in slavery, lots of slaves were seen as the same as animals. So when people are still now protesting against, you know, animal testing, which I think, you know, stop animal testing people. But at that time, they were testing those same kinds of things that they would have done on animals on black people. And when you have that kind of um, that kind of relation, like you're saying, like, oh, black person 
just like an animal they're like a beast it's really really mad and unfortunately those kinds of um thought processes have not changed when i'm watching the news and they're talking about a group of black boys who have done something they talk about them as if they are animals recently with all of the things that are happening with refugees coming over which we 100 percent should be helping them and i don't understand why our government is so disgustingly you know blind to it they will look at a situation and be like oh yeah all these people coming over in tiny dinghies oh yeah and they're stupid for trying to save their lives and their families but if you f- were to flip that on its head hi boris johnson if you flip that on its head and it was you and you were coming from a country that was warned war-torn or completely in absolute decimation wouldn't you want a country to accept you to be safe to be protected instead of just being brought with all of this hostility and hatred and i feel like the way in which people are spoken about in the media is very telling of how people really think about them because even with everything that has happened recently in Lebanon I was watching Channel 4 and the way that they described um, humanitarian aid getting humanitarian aid out to the people of Lebanon they said um, and when I heard this I brought this up with my parents I was like that doesn't sound right because the phrase fed and watered, when you hear that, you think of cattle or animals because that, that's, that's what you do. You, you, go and, you go and feed the animals, you go and give them some water. But they use that phrase for a whole country. They were saying that, oh, we need to get the people of Lebanon fed and watered. And to me, I sat back and was like, why are you describing a whole country as if they're animals? They have just gone through something that is absolutely disgusting they should never have gone through that that explosion should never have happened and on top of that they're going through so much like unrest within their country that it's like wow like they're already down like you don't need to keep hitting them whilst they're down so i feel like there is so much work that needs to be done and this leads me perfectly on to my next question like has your relationship with um the media the news um with everything that's been happening recently has that changed it definitely has um i was aware of bias in media and especially on the news um but it was more like political bias that i was aware about sort mm. of you know different parties wording things certain ways to get a vote um and I think that more recently I have like the George Floyd was covered but again I remember thinking whilst I was looking at the news uh, or waiting for it to come onto the news Mm. that it took like it just took too long for there to be airtime on it and Um, I think another thing that I kept a really close eye on was the protests because I mean I read so many articles online from like different uh, random um, articles and the wording that each article used um, explaining the same protests each one made it sound like it was a different event Mm. Um, and so I definitely believe that you have to be you can't always believe what you see um, and you cannot always trust the words that have been put in front of you Um, 
I know that a lot of protests sort of the violence is exacerbated and I know that for I read one article and um, the heading of it was that protesters clashed with the police and yeah. that was the, the heading but when if you read the article it was like right-wing individuals that clash yeah. with police and for those that are just sort of like brushing through the headlines they're thinking oh the you know the black lives matter protesters yeah. they're out here causing trouble and it's just words in the media like they have massive influence 100 percent, and that is why i think the voices in media that that we listen to yet we have to be so careful in like knowing what angle they are coming from for sure yeah like i agree because like as you said like lots of people have these biases they have these biases and they project it into what they're saying and telling people and they twist it in a way that makes it seem like it's factual and, and i think if are feeding biases that are already there mm. um, and making the problem even worse as well like i said if somebody just read protesters are clashing with the police if they already had a, a bias within them yeah. and it's like making the problem more deeply rooted mm. Sure. Sorry to cut you off again. That's okay. No, because I remember um, there was a protest in London, and luckily there was enough people there to capture the footage of what actually happened. But how they reported it on the news, this was the time where there were policemen and women on horses, and there was this big outrage of people being like, oh no, how dare these um, Black Lives Matter protesters throw bottles at the horses? And you read that, and you're like, okay. But then you watch the video clips of what happened from various different angles. Well, firstly, the police did not need to be on those horses. They, they just didn't. They could have, you know, managed it just being on foot. If anything really badly got out of hand, you call for backup. Simple. Nothing actually would have got out of hand if those police officers didn't charge at the people who were peacefully protesting. When you stand in someone's face being like, you shouldn't be here, you shouldn't do this, da, 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 of course they're going to get upset. Like, they're protesting genuinely for their lives. Like, there's, as, as they are saying, Black Lives Matter, they are there saying, hey, my life actually does matter. Like, I know you don't see that my life matters, but I'm telling you, I'm crying out to you that my life does matter. And the fact that it happened and, like, loads of people were outraged. And I remember seeing people, like, posting about it, being like, oh, no, these Black Lives Matter protests have gone too far now. Um, they're abusing animals. When you look at it completely from every angle, you will actually realise that if the police made the right decision and were not on those horses because they didn't need to be, nothing like that would have happened. Like, yeah, like potentially a bottle may have got thrown because there's always going to be someone who takes it too far. There's always going to be that minority who does take it too far. And we get that. We know that. But 
it, it was genuinely like whipped up by those people in that area to be like you were kind of you know fueling the fire so when it happened and there was even a clip where um there was a policeman on a horse and a horse charged the horse charged and the policeman got knocked off um from um a, a traffic light got knocked off a traffic light and only part of that clip was properly shown on the news and it was kind of made to look like the protesters started startled the horse for the reason to make sure that that police officer was knocked off which wasn't the case it simply was because obviously if you're on horses and there are loads of people there a horse is going to get startled that is basic logic of you know how horses are um and the fact that they didn't take that into consideration is crazy to me. And yeah, I just think that there's, there's so much to unpack, obviously, within the policing system, within the education system, as we were saying earlier, because it's just there are so many biases everywhere. And I've, I've been just seeing so much on the news on like this morning, Loose Women, all of these shows. I mean, I've I'm at home being furloughed. Like I've got all the time to watch all these TV shows in the day now. But it's like watching them and seeing like different biases being put forward to different people's opinions being like, mm, yeah, I think this, or you should believe this is, some of them can be quite damaging. Some of them I'm like, okay, like basically if I hear Piers Morgan speak, I just take everything he says with like a whole like vat of salt because it was like, you're going to say something that's probably going to be controversial and fine. Like that's who you are. Um, sometimes he says something and I'm like, I actually agree. It doesn't happen often, but sometimes I'm like, I agree. Um, and it's like, in, in the same way, like we have people like Katie Hopkins that still have platforms for, and all her platform is dedicated to is just spewing hate. That's it. There's, there's nothing kind or good or lovely about anything that she's doing or putting out into the world. Like even you know, the people who she's, you know, sworn to be, you know, best friends with, even she throws, like, hate towards them, and it's like, so what, what are you doing, like, and why do you even have this kind of big platform where you can speak to so many people, but unfortunately, the reason she has that platform is because there are loads of people who have those exact same opinions, which, which is, is an issue within itself. <laughs> I think with what you were saying, like, um, the fact that people ate up these um, the, the horses getting spooked yeah. at the like th that just says it just speaks volumes because that was a Black Lives Matter protest with such an important message and mm. now everybody's talking about police horses again the like the conversation is silenced and something yeah. else is put above it um, and even more so an animal has been put above it again yeah. like with what we've spoken about it's, it's just like dehumanizing to me yeah like, so Ella we're gonna like bring this to an end a little bit I just want to know when you hear the phrase black lives matter what does it mean to you to me it has meant self-reflection um i think when it comes to the phrase black lives matter it is worded perfectly and there should be no argument against that um 
I know that there's been a lot of controversy with people saying all lives matter um, uh, exactly how I've looked into things and been taught black lives matter that that's exactly what it means black lives matter to me black lives matter that's what I'm trying to put into words but for me uh, what the black lives matter movement has brought about is self-reflection um so yeah that's what it means to me also like it's it's such a bold powerful statement because like I'm hoping and like my fingers my toes my eyes my everything is crossed because I'm hoping that one day we'll get to a place where you know black lives actually do matter like you know when Ava grows up and like hopefully she won't have to deal with the amount of racism that exists now like that's like my hope for the future but it's going to be a long journey to get there because there is so much work that has to be done yeah and I'm like just like you said with all of the conversations that are going on i look forward to seeing what the future looks like as ava gets older because like you said everything crossed it will be a better future um, and a better reality than what is going on now for sure definitely so thank you so much, Ella, for being on today's podcast. I really, really appreciate you. And also, I appreciate Ava for making her appearance. Like, let's be real, she was the star of the show today. <laughs> Thanks for being with me and my mum brain as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's completely fine. And I just, yeah, I just appreciate you so, so much. Um, guys, as always, if you are struggling with your mental health, because obviously right now, this is so difficult on top of being in lockdown, being in our houses and everything, seeing so much black trauma consistently because there are still black people being killed every single day. There are links down in the description below for you to get some free help um, with your mental health that we're really hoping will really come in handy right about now. But yes, Ella, thank you once again for being on. Appreciate you so, so much. Um, Thank you for joining us on Fantastic Allies and where to find them right here on the Oxford Youth Podcast. We will see you very, very soon. Bye, guys.